excited today we have our first ever guest speaker bethany bell (laughs) and of course jen is here as well um and we have a really exciting topic today. We are going to be talking about on being single. Hey, <laughs> Can I get an amen, sister? Yeah. <laughs> so Bethany um, not only has been my friend for a very long time, um, she her creds are off the chart. She's been a pastor, a leader in lots of ministry roles. She's been on missions trips. She's preached. She's also an admin queen. Whoa. Um, and she's written a great book <laughs> called On Being Single which is, uh, I mean, I'll read some of the bio for you. It is a heartfelt and often humorous insight into the single experience. Mm. Her warm and open approach to sharing her observations of the single journey will encourage self-reflection and shift your thinking on singleness. And I can tell you that it's a great book to read and it will give you clarity and propel you to freedom while defining godly perspective on the single season. So we're going to link that in our Insta if you want to buy it there's um books available on kurong amazon book depository you are like bethany you're on book depository (laughs) Um, but yeah so we are going to get into the topic of singleness today let's do it so beth tell us what actually compelled you to write this book obviously being single i'm guessing but maybe there's more to the story Mm. do you want to tell us a bit about that yeah, I think I just wanted everyone to know I was single so that I could try and get a date. <laughs> it didn't work. No, <laughs> no that's not true. <laughs> Far from the truth, actually. No, I actually, I actually really felt propelled by the Spirit of God. So I felt um, I used to write some stuff down in my notes section of my phone on like lots of different topics. And then I felt God say, I want you to gather everything you've written on singleness. And um, I used to just kind of do it for fun, not thinking anything of it really. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he was like, yep, I want it. Let's do something with it. And then I actually felt like I carried a burden of that for mm. um, the length of the project. And so I feel like it was that. It was also around the same time as I was kind of carrying that and feeling propelled. I felt a lean in from like single people around me, which just confirmed that they were kind of like, oh, yeah, like I'd read it. Mm. Um, there was kind of a sense of like, how do you live fulfilled and be happy when you're single. And I was like, why are they asking this? And uh, so it just kind of confirmed that there are people that are looking for real life um, examples of that do singleness well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so so good. good. And I think in a time where singleness is probably at an all-time high in this COVID situation, (laughs) just being real, people are looking for encouragement and Mm. they may be feeling a little bit despondent or like it's never gonna happen like how can Mm. I ever be fulfilled in this space did you find that you discover new answers to questions that maybe you hadn't even thought of going into it like it opened up another proverbial can of worms like what was that process (laughs) like diving in yeah good thought I think um yes but not specifically because I really had to I went on a writing journey that was quite a lengthy period of time and so as I journeyed out my writing, it came through my life. And so instead yeah. of um, just kind of having an experience and going on my merry way, what then I had to do is dive deep into that experience yeah, and figure out yeah. why I responded mm. like that or what people's responses were. And just mm. um, so I think it more put specifics um, to what I probably knew rather mm-hmm. than just leaving generally out there in the atmosphere. So, yeah, so yeah. good. Mm. 
Mm. And were you worried, like, that you would get a reputation as a single person? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, like, the day after I posted, um, someone, like, tagged me in some, like, meme and I thought, here it goes. Oh, like, no. that's it now. Yeah. I'm like this girl. And was, like, even just before it was released, was tempted to not release it because, like, I don't mm. want to be that girl. I don't want to be the single girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all is well. <laughs> yeah. Often people call singing a gift, but it does not feel like a gift. Mm. Like, are, are you speaking from experience right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the moment, it's a gift for me. But <laughs> What about you, Jen? Do you find it a gift? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been embracing it lately. Of course, it's a natural desire of my heart, but I'm not pining after it with every part of my being. I'm actually mm-hmm. going, you know what? I enjoy waking up in my own bed, having the bed to myself, like just being yeah. real. And yeah. that's not necessarily a privilege I'll have my whole life. Even yeah. those small things, I'm like, I can make decisions. I can learn the guitar. I can, you know, once traveled. You know, those kind of things don't come as freely, I think, when you have to take other people into the picture. And that's not mm. looking at it in a negative light. But I have to say that I feel so blessed and grateful to have had all the years I've had to just journey with God have adventures like I think Mm. when you're focusing so much on the lack of fulfillment you can't see what God has like put in your life Mm. like the fulfillment in the here and now and I'm just really enjoying seeing that right now that's really good I think um I was thinking about this a little bit and thought about a lot over the years because I think it pops up a lot and I think it is a gift but it's also our perspective on it. So it's like mm. a lot of things in life. I mean, think about people that have children. They can be oh, incredibly totally. hard work and frustrating, but yet yeah. they are a blessing from the Lord. And so I think mm. um, there are certainly times when it's easier to see it as a gift. And mm. then there are certainly some crappy times that it doesn't look yeah. anything like a gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the truth still stands. Like singleness yeah. provides a unique opportunity with time, community mm. and other relationships that um, and not necessarily held once you have someone because that person is more of your focus. But at the same time, I do really think, and if you're a listener and you're older and single, I do really think mm. that this is a hard place to be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it can be incredibly challenging to shift yeah, your mindset, yeah. but it doesn't mean it can't be done. Yeah. 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 And there's so much like identity work around it too, because you do, like yeah. when I was younger and I was single, I often thought like, there's got to be something wrong with me because <laughs> I can't get a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm not married, yeah. but like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm awesome. Like, yeah. You are awesome, Naomi. Oh, thank say you. That. <laughs> thank yeah. you to all you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a really good point though, because I, I think there is this myth out there, which the book does actually address about, hey, there must be something wrong with me. And even in ourselves, we look for it. We find it. Is it my wife? Wait, is it what I've studied? Yeah. Is it what I earn? Mm. Is it the way I talk? Whatever it is. And so we're looking mm. um, for that thing. But that's where it's really great to go back to back to God, back to, like you're saying, identity and get revelation that is far bigger and has mm. more truth than just our average emotions and what we see and think. And going back to that perspective thing, I think, you know, another myth, I guess, is like your life only starts when you meet yeah. that person. And I, I'm i totally guilty of having that mindset. It's yeah. like, Same. I've yeah. not even begun my life. Like, I've just gotten a career. I'm like, yeah. the thought of having, you know, meeting someone, dating, getting married, having children. I feel like I'm a granny in her 80s freaking <laughs> out. Like, I was like, that seems like a lot of life left to live. And I feel like I've lived mm. 30 years and that's feels like a long time Mm. but knowing yeah that it is a myth that you're not fulfilled once that happens that you can Mm. find fulfillment 
in the here and now and your life has already begun Mm. yes and there's purpose for it and ultimately we do have to go back to God with these things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, he's the one that even created relationships. So finding fulfillment in him, I mean, it, I have found it's, it's just the only place to go. Yeah. But um, did you, like, broach those kind of thought processes around, you know, your relationship with God and how that ties in to singleness? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't go into um, like singleness as a gift as seen in scripture where for some people that's what they choose. I didn't really go into that. I definitely was talking to people who have the desire to get married. But yeah, it's kind of like a bite-sized book with uh, lots of short excerpts from my life that take you on quite a journey from things like like we were just talking about, like living uh, fulfillment and choosing to see your life as happening now Mm -hmm. and then um, the illogical ways that we can view ourselves around identity and then obviously just the, the hard moments that is like really raw and they're hard days and that's okay. Um, so I, I feel like it's it's quite an array in such a short little book, which is pretty neat. Mm. How many pages? Just curious. Ooh, I didn't actually know. <laughs> Na- I didn't know. Nays, what do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. Look, it's not – like you that. can easily read it in a short time. Like it's uh, 71. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Nice, easy read. Yeah. Yeah, I actually wrote it with that in mind on purpose, that people that aren't natural big readers – that they'd be able to kind of um, get through it and devour it and kind of be like, yeah, I finished a book and I found it really helpful and it hit the spot rather than thinking that uh, we had to find someone who was a really good reader and single and struggling and then they had to devour this, you know, 200-page book. I was like, nah. (laughs) So I'm just, um, yeah, just anyone that uh, has time really. Yeah. So good. And it's good too, like I think even for people that are married or, I don't know, like just to understand what being single is like. Maybe people mm. are married young, like because it's important for communities to embrace single people. Like I think without my friends and my community, I would really struggle to be single because who you don't have that someone to go to like all the time. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I actually wrote the book partly for that as well so that married people could actually see a perspective on life that they uh, may not have had. And had the chance to see because, again, it's a beautiful thing. Singleness is beautiful, but it comes with challenges like just like marriage does. Mm. But I think I've noticed that in life and specifically sometimes in church life, it's kind of like singleness isn't really uh, recognized. It's kind of like, oh, if you're married or dating and then the preacher just goes on and you're kind of like, uh, like there's a huge bunch of people here, not not just young, like older and whatever that, you know, their partners have passed on or just divorce or separation, whatever it is. And so that's Mm. a huge part of people we minister to and it can so easily be forgotten. And so like if you are married or if you're a minister or have people in your world that are single, like I'd say grab a copy so you can Mm. understand people. Yes, so So good. Let's dive into what healthy boundaries do you manage as a single person? Keeping it real, I like it. Well, for our Q&A, like we had questions about, you know, singleness and sexuality and I was like, People are interested. They want to know. Yeah, people. Mm. And I mean, even I, like I've been in a relationship and now I'm single and it Mm. is a huge struggle, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In the area of sexuality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to stay pure and to honor God and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Any tips? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like with this one is I'm just going to share what I do. And then like for our listeners just to kind of go, oh, yeah, I, I can grab that. Or that might mm. be something that I can do. Um, certainly not making rules in life. I feel like yeah. um, you'll notice in my book, actually, the area that I confront some boundary stuff is actually the area that I tell people mostly to lean into the Holy Spirit and have community. Mm. 
So I don't list rules. I just kind of ask some questions that provoke where people are at. And so, so I just good. want to share my experience. And so firstly, um, oh, there's so much I could share, but yeah. I mean, generally, obviously I'm coming from a girl perspective. And so if you're a guy that's listening, then flip that around. But uh, I generally don't text guys with ongoing conversations. So I have guy friends and we text, but it's more related to like once-off moments or relating to like a hang or a task. And it doesn't kind of just keep it flowing days on, days on. Um, like mm. some of your um, family or, you know, other friend text would. And also I don't take on the ongoing emotional well-being of my male friends. Mm, so, so I leave that yeah. to their close support networks, which is mm. ideally they've either got family, they've got church, or they've got mates. Um, mm. And sure, you can be in a close circle, but I don't take on the sole responsibility so, because yeah. I think then if someone was interested in them or was interested in me, like what's going on there, that's like a, mm. that's a bit of an unusual dance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I don't think that that's actually our responsibility until we're given it. And so, sure, care, and I do care for people, obviously, but I don't take on the sole um, ongoing, yeah, emotional Mm. well-being. I don't know about you girls, but uh, do you find flirting fun? (laughs) You know I do. (laughs) What about you, Jen? This is how naive I am. I didn't even know I was flirting. People (laughs) would tell me that I was flirting because I'm just naturally super friendly. I was like, oh, I thought that was just being friendly. They're like, no, Jen. That's flirting. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's a fine line. Hey? I'm kind of like the innocent flirter, but I know enough now, obviously, being 30, what flirting is. But it is fun to banter with someone and, mm. you know, tease them or pay them out. But, yeah, I think there is a mm. line there you've got to be careful. Yeah. Definitely. So with that, I yeah. do think, again, flirting is fun. Like, it's great. But I'm a, a firm believer in not to overpromise and underdeliver. Mm. So when it comes to flirting is that if you don't have any intentions of an ongoing relationship – then don't play with fire. (laughs) But I think there's a couple of reasons. Like one, it just gets complex. Like who likes complexity? But two, um, it actually is just damaging. Like can you imagine someone doing Mm. that to you and you start thinking, I mean, we know girls, right? They can make up stories in their head. So girls then think, oh, he likes me, he likes me, and he doesn't. Then it's actually not a, it's not a kind thing. It's not a, it's not, it's not a path of integrity. Yeah, Mm. it is. And so I think for me, I kind of go like, you know, the banter's good and you can, have fun and that's different Mm. to flirting but definitely flirting comes from that um, sexual drive where you're trying to lean into someone and uh, provoke something and so I would encourage Mm. people not to over promise and under deliver and if that means you have to have a good heart to heart and even talk it out with someone of whether you're interested in someone Mm. well hey have it like it's it's great it's life like yeah Yeah, go there yeah Yeah. the other area is sexuality like that's a big one like Nay picked up on before Um, especially we all come from different paths of that so some people would have never dabbled in anything. And then there's those that have, you know, kissed in the schoolyard. There's those that have had flings. There's those that have had serious relationships, maybe slept with someone, even been married or mm. um, other scenarios. There's lots in there. And so my three, my three tips for this, and even probably this is what I work on in my personal life as well, is one, control your thinking. Yeah. Mm. I don't know about you, but uh, fantasy yeah. is an easy path and it's a slippery yeah. slope. So my thing there is just kind of be aware of that and pull it back in. My second one is confess it as sin. So if you notice that you're going down that slippery slope, just own it and just say, God, I'm going to own that as lust or I'm going to own that as that's actually you think that's something like Mm. it's a selfish desire if it's something I don't have. So I'm not living in the present. And um, so confess it as sin. And then the third one is absolutely be accountable. So have people Mm. that you can have real conversations with. Like if you're living 
on your own and trying to do it on your own, like, can I encourage you to please mm-hmm. find people, even pray them in uh, yeah. because people that you can ring up and say, look, this happened, I don't understand, or this happened and I'm, I'm feeling pretty bad, then mm-hmm. you can even confess it with them and, like, they can help you through that or give you some strategies um, and then keep you kind of um, walking that path of integrity, which is really, really good. Yeah, I had a chat, like, just randomly with one of our young adults the other day about, like, fantasy and how, you know, before bed it's so easy, especially if you watch a romantic movie, just to think about, oh, wouldn't it be nice, like, if I had this guy or we were kissing? But you're so right. Like, the moment I catch myself now doing that, I'm yeah. like, no, Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. No. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, just talking to someone and going, oh, they actually – feel that way too that makes me feel like less of a weirdo because I'm not the Mm. only one doing that like it yeah yeah and there's if we're being real there's different stages in a woman's cycle where those Mm. hormones are are raging I know something that's really helpful for me and it's kind of the visualization has changed throughout my life but at the moment I just if if a thought comes up and I'm like okay that's impure that's not that's lustful I just Mm. picture myself with a hammer like smashing that thought as though it's glass and just seeing it shatter and it actually Mm. goes quite quickly Mm. because I'm like no because if you let it linger long enough your thoughts Mm. will just you know that train is going off at 20 miles or not 20 200 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) so like you've got to get you've got to derail that thing as soon as it comes up and it's kind of like it's like that that temptation that pops up and then you know we have the choice whether to say I partner with that or I'm actually going to just you know break my partnership with with that thought yeah that is very good advice I think with those days that we do have that desire for connection that's more than others is to recognize that because I mean again it's part of your cycle or you've just maybe had a rough week and haven't had a lot of connection in the week or something Um, I mean COVID all of that kind of stuff and so I would say recognize that ask God to help you surround on those days surround yourself with solid people and just be aware of the Mm. environments you place yourself in and so you know, there'll be times where I choose not to watch certain movies because I just know yeah, that it's going to, um, yeah, do something, produce something or, you know, whatever you want to yeah. say. Um, or there's, you know, people that then I'll stand a certain place in a conversation so as not to kind of um, have a lean in that maybe not is as healthy or something. And so yeah. mm-hmm. uh, just wrecking, like being self-aware and even again, having people that help you in that journey and kind of mm-hmm. go, well, I noticed you do this and maybe you could do that. It's just, um, yeah, being aware of that kind of thing, then what path you want to lead. Like, think about that as a single. Like, what do you want your life to look like? What does integrity look like for you? And how can we get there? So good. (laughs) So good. And, like, something that I've started to think more as I've matured and gotten older is, like, when I was younger and single, I'd be like, it's all about me, 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 finding a boyfriend. Mm. And now I'm like, how can I honor the men around me? And how can I, like, lift them up and and treat them with the respect that they deserve? And that means putting boundaries on myself. Yeah. To, you know, not flirt like, yeah. That's, that's just... beautiful character name. That's very stunning. <laughs> yeah. That's <I> <laughs> very good. Yeah, but it's very respectful. And the man that uh, marries that kind of character is a blessed man. Yeah, we're all Ooh. catch. <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed the conversation so far. Don't worry, we'll be back next week with the conclusion of that conversation. Ah, Some really great questions we ended on there. Uh, Beth said, what do you want your life to look like as a single person? And what does integrity look like for you? And how can we get there? Numi also said, how can I honor the men around me? And how can I lift them up and treat them with the respect that they deserve? 
Some really great questions there to ponder on over your week. We also have an exciting giveaway. Beth has agreed to give away three of her books on her book on being single. So all you have to do to go in the running to win a book is to listen to this episode, which you've done. Great job. And then head on over to our Instagram page and DM us with the answer to this question. What is Bethany's main piece of advice on flirting? I'll give you a little clue. Over and under. If you are one of the first three to DM the correct answer, you will win one of Bethany's books and we'll have that delivered and mailed out to you. So that is super exciting and good luck to you all. Well, that is another episode and installment of Sunnyside Up. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode and please join us again next week as we continue the conversation. Bye for now. Bye for now.